You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Oh. Have I got your attention now? You know what I mean? Money to be made in a place like this. Money never sleeps, pal. You're crazy. Don't run when you lose. Don't whine that thing. You know what it takes to sell real estate? It takes brass ball, ball, ball. I'm falling and I can't get up. All right, welcome to Money Never Sleeps, the show that touches on anything and everything that impacts the flow to around the world. Our guests come to us from all over the world. They take the time out of their busy schedules to share their insight with us, whether they're on the road, uh, on their yachts, on their planes in some cases, and we really appreciate all the input and the time that our guests put aside for our show. Uh, so let me just give a general thank you to all of our guests, both past and future. So I do thank you. Now, moving forward, I want to remind you to check out our digital magazine called, but what else? <laughs> Money Never Sleeps. Uh, this is where we feature people, news, events, uh, things that impact the flow of money globally. It's a free magazine, so you can go to ucwmagazine.com to check it out. Now, before we bring on our first guest, I want to touch on the off-market commercial real estate uh, arena for a second. You know, private equity firms, REITs, individual high net worth investors, and even hedge funds, they're looking at many different ways to benefit from the opportunities in real estate globally. And I'm not talking about luxury residential. I'm talking about commercial uh, properties. Uh, in the commercial arena, off-market deals are always preferred as it allows these type of investors to do their due diligence which can actually cost a few bucks but they can do this knowing that they will be able to potentially work out a deal with the seller to acquire the property as opposed to doing things in vain uh, when a commercial property is on market you know you have anyone and everyone coming out of the woodwork to kick the tires and and this is what creates clutter and stress for the end seller and their seller representatives, as well as the, the highly qualified buyers that may be interested in the property, you know, because then you create a lot of uh, things that shouldn't be there. You know, from what I uh, know, from my experience, you know, when you have a property that's on market, a commercial property that's on market and being publicly pushed out there is because, you know, they're either trying to, you know, create a, a bidding war. They're trying to get, I mean, of course, they're trying to get the most money they can. But in most cases, the uh, the seller representative probably does not have the buyers in line or, or in their in their holster um, for these properties. So they're fishing around to try to get the... Um, to get a buyer. Uh, so in the commercial arena, off-market properties are always more desires, desired as it really does allow for, for serious parties to come to, to the table. As they're not, they, they, I mean, look, these properties, when they're off-market, they're only presented to serious parties. You, you, I hope so anyway. In our case, it is. Uh, whether it's an office tower or a small portfolio of five buildings or a large one with 20 or 30 buildings or 50 buildings, you know, note acquisition or large industrial properties. You know, the, these are the type of things that um, the, uh, the investors that I just mentioned, you know, they're looking for. And it's much better for them, easier for them to make things happen on an off-market basis because they can evaluate things a lot better. And what we do... Uh, is work with off-market commercial properties in New York, Miami, Dallas, Los Angeles, as well as uh, the UK and Europe, with very specific situations coming from many other parts of the world, like you know, and it can be anywhere. You know, we may we may have a certain commercial off-market commercial property that may be available in 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 a country that normally we. Um, we would not, you know, promote that we're working, uh, we're doing work there, but we may have someone on the ground there that has a specific off-market deal. So, you know, again, we work globally. And we also work with qualified end buyers and sellers of high-end luxury residences anywhere in the world. 
from five million pounds and up. And I said five million pounds, not dollars, five million pounds and up. And we have ultra exclusive properties in London right now that range anywhere from 30 million pounds upwards of 200 million pounds. And these are luxurious places. So any qualified buyers or agents with qualified buyers can definitely reach out to me, uh, to explore things, uh, a little, uh, a little deeper. Okay. So now with all that said, let's, uh, begin to bring on our guest to Money Never Sleeps. Uh huh. Yeah. Right, welcome back to Money Never Sleeps, and we have another great guest that's going to be coming on the show. He's coming to us straight from Italy, and he is Raphael Harris with World Real Estate, and we're going to bring him on. So uh, let's get Raphael on the show. All right, Raphael, I want to thank you for coming on the show, and before we get things going, I want you to do me a favor. And for the purpose of our listeners, do me a favor and just describe where you're sitting right now because we talked earlier, you were on the tennis court, you described the view to me, and I want you to share that with our listeners as well. Yeah, well, Lou, first of all, thank you very much for inviting me onto the show. Uh, thank you, and where, where money never sleeps. That sounds, sounds cool. I love it. Um, actually, right now I'm sitting on the island of Sicily uh, in Messina, on the Straits of Messina. Um, at my tennis club, and I'm looking off uh, in the distance to the water, the ships crossing the strait, and Italy in the distance, a couple palm trees. Yeah, it's a beautiful day today. It's August, the first of August, man. And summertime. Yeah, summertime, and that's relaxation time over there. Yeah, it's relaxation for me. I like to think of it as business. This is time to do business, huh? It's always time to do business. You know that. Always, always. <laughs> you know that's always. why money never sleeps, my man. You money got it. Never you sleeps. got it, baby. You got it. <laughs> All right, I so like I- it. So now let, let's uh, let's share something with our listeners so they understand that you know what you do. You're you're in Italy. You're in Sicily. You're involved in uh, luxury and commercial real estate. Tell us what's going on over there in that uh, in that market. Well, I mean, um, you know, I came over here in 201. I married a young lady from Messina. I think that was kind of like the key. I married in down here. So, um, and then I started doing this business. And I, and I realized, you know, this is, this is really, this is the playground for the, for the movers and shakers in the summer. Um, and I got one thing led to another and I started getting into Capri. Um, that's where basically all started in Tower Mina, the Amalfi Coast. And then, uh, you know, I've been following this marketplace and I remember I had a, I had some sales, um, some small sales, little tales, little sale in Tower Mina. Sales, local market, real estate. I had my first big sale in November. We closed in November 2008, um, just after Lehman had gone. Uh, a guy came in from Italy. He paid cash for a house in Capri. It was huge. It was huge. It was, it's the last big number house that sold in Capri. Um, and I was thinking this market was uh, was uh, crisis proof. Uh, did I eat my words on that? Um, 2009 was a rough year, and then uh, 2010 came back. Um, and it's been, it's been, it's been really very, very difficult. This market over here in Italy is just really, especially where I'm at. I think people are just, um, the local, the local Italy, Italy is just, I don't see it moving at all right now. It's really, really, really tight. Hey, let, let me and ask all- but let me ask you a question, Raphael. Now, for the most part, do you deal with off market real estate situations? Um, well, I deal with, off market and on market. You know, today, right now, Google is at $550 a share. So for me, word of mouth is number one and Google is number two as far as advertising. And so I've got these properties on my website to generate power or Google juice for, for, for the website. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken the other people that had my properties, I've taken them off and basically I'm kind of sitting here with this, but I've also got a lot of properties that I haven't put on the website just for the specific reason that, you know, the market is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, to take an exclusive right to sell on these properties, I don't want that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just kind of keep these properties off market. And when they come in, a client, a special client comes in and has this type of money to spend on this type of property, 
uh, presented present to them. Okay, so I mean, for, for the on market, it's good for actually drawing people, drawing attention to what you're doing. And of course, the off market uh, is, you know, those are those special situations that you bring to a select clientele. Exactly. You got, I've got to have somebody who, you know, identifies themselves with a professional email that you can identify on Google and you immediately understand that this guy or gal is qualified, serious. That, that's, um, that's the key thing, Rafael, being qualified. You have so many uh, people out there that jump into the game and yeah. they, they don't know what they're doing. They, they're not qualifying people. They wind up spinning their wheels. And at nah, the end of the no. day, you're wasting the time of the, uh, the seller. And you're wasting the time of everyone else. <laughs> been, there, been, been there, done that. I almost lost a client, a really high-end client of mine with a very special property. And he told me, Raphael, listen, the next time I bring a client to my house who you don't know who they are, we're done doing business. And so at that point in time, you know, it's just plain and simple. Send me a professional email. I don't want to know. I don't want to call you. I don't want to disturb you. Like you found me the first time, you can find me the second time if you're interested. Right. Uh, send me a professional email that identifies you and your qualifications to buy, make this type of purchase, and then we get we get we get the ball rolling and then, you know lay it out on the table. This is what it is, and if you want it, let's go. Yeah, um, cash is king right now. It's yeah. a it's a great market. It's a great opportunity right now in Italy at all levels. Because okay, um, in, in Italy right now, you're not seeing the movement. You know, but when the movement was happening, and even right now, where do you see the money flowing from? Do you, do you see a lot of rush? Because I know at some point, a lot of Russians were coming in and you know, investing their money, kind of using Italy and certain other countries as piggy banks and putting their money to work over there. I tell you, you know, I was uh, actually, I went in on Saturday in a helicopter from, uh, from Naples with a guy who came out of the east. Mm -hmm. um, we spent a few days in Capri, and we left on Tuesday in a helicopter. Um, you know, I've seen these high rollers coming in. Um, they're not giving their money away. That's for sure. I think they're really, uh, they're looking at high end commercial mm -hmm. and they are looking at, um, at the luxury property market as well. Um, uh, but they are for sure not giving their money away to anybody. They're looking uh, for value. They're looking for, you know, really, they're looking for, for deals. They're looking for, uh, you know, deals. I've seen properties close at a third of the quarter, a third of the list price. Wow, that that that's a that's a big uh, difference. <laughs> sure, exactly. But they came in. The sellers were in the in the position where they realized, you know, they didn't need money. They realized that, uh, you know, they were going to have to put money into the property. Uh, the maintenance on these properties, it's uh, it's not like Manhattan or Beverly Hills or something like that where you, like, take a taxi drive from your house and in 10 minutes you're at the office. These properties are really, you know, out of the way. They're a long way from everywhere. So you kinda, you've got, you know, these big numbers on top of the price and then you've got the annual maintenance. Mm -hmm. um, really, I think it's, I think it's really an echo stratospheric type of clientele base. They're just really, you know, super high end, high net worth individuals with liquidity, mm -hmm. not cash on paper, actual liquidity. And, and, and these, that's the key. And these are the type of clients that you deal with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, when you have a, a luxury property over there, you know, you, you, I mean, especially in Europe, you don't want to diddle around with someone that has to actually get a, a bank loan to try to do something because nah, there's, I, no I, I, there's no bank loans over there. <laughs> You know, I, mean, like, you I, 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 I call I call them the mattress loans, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no banking, there's no bank loaning over here. There's really none whatsoever. I mean, the banks are are really frozen, and um, you know, unless you have liquidity, um, then then there's just no there's no there's no possibility to do this type of business over here. It's just really you know, I had a client like a client of mine. He's from Germany. He has a massive company, um, a massive company. His grandfather started in 1800s. Uh, you know, whatever, it's huge. He came to his house. He stayed here 10, 10 days, two weeks. He left. He'll be back in 2015. That's it. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess, I guess when people, you know, when they see, they see something they like or they see some value, they'll do it. You know, uh, you know, some people are waiting. And just, just for our listeners, you hear that stuff in the background. That's because Raphael is actually at a uh, resort looking over you know, uh, in Sicily, looking over the, the the water and everything else, making everybody jealous. Yeah, at least I mean, I got the, I got the little girls. I closed the window; they were running. No, that that, but this, but you know, this is, I mean, as, as and I should have said this earlier on. You know, you're you're bouncing around. You took the time out to come on the show, 
and uh, you know you're at a resort right now, so yeah, you gotta expect the noise. But that's yeah, that. but this is this is it. I mean, really, this is this is this is really. I think this is the world today. This mm-hmm. is this is the two, two, 2014 and the future. I mean, with this iPhone that I have, I have my office in hand. You know, people call they're, 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 You know, my office is like the lobby of the of the, of the high end hotel, wherever it may be that we're, they're looking at property. Um, you know, with the iPhone now or with one of these smartphones. Uh, you know, you've got it, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, mm-hmm. uh, Skype, uh, all your, all your emails. You got everything. Mm-hmm. What else is there? What else is there to use? No, well, you get a, you get a stamp machine. You got your emails. Well, you're, you're connected your, to the world. You're connected to the world wherever you are. And you need that. You need yeah. that today. You have to be connected. Yeah. So now getting back to the, um, the, the Italy market. Now you said everything, you know, I guess from 2009 on has been slipping down and now cash is king. You know, so, yeah. so where where are we now in Italy? Well, where are we now? I was actually with the real estate market, the luxury real estate market. I call it fashionable real estate because it's not luxury. Luxury, you can be luxury in the countryside of nowhere. Um, this is fashionable property. This is really like the spots, you know, Positano, Almafi, Capri, uh, Porto Cervo, Portofino, uh, Venice, uh, Taormina. This is really fashionable vacation spots, and that's what this is, fashionable real estate. And um, the market in that in that sense, you know, it's just there. Uh, the, a lot of people are selling. Um, there's negotiability in the prices. Um, you know, what what can you say? It's here. It's it's here, but the people that, that have the money to buy are – some are stepping up. There's people looking, but nobody's moving. Um, it's just really kind of just stale. I think the people at the high end, they know something. It seems like they know something. Like they maybe they're, they're waiting for it to get worse. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, um, I mean, it could be. I mean, it could be. You know, I think the big problem in Europe is the, the fact that no one can actually go to a bank to, to, to get a loan, to even refinance the house or do anything. You know, that's exactly. like Italy, Spain. I mean, that's all over. You know, Germany, yeah. I, I, Germany I think it's different. But the other the other countries, I think, you know, it's, I know in Spain for sure is problematic. Yeah, and you know, and the thing is, I could see this, and you know, I, I was actually in 2011, I was approached by a guy who's a, who's head of a who's head of a who's head of a private equity fund out of Manhattan, mm-hmm. um, and they have also have an office in the East, um, and they started asking me. They told me, Raphael, go find us um, trophy hotel assets in northern Italy, um, and you know, when I started doing it. Um, I first was trying to talk to people, but then I just started picking up the phone and calling these hotel people direct. And, um, you know, at first these people were kind of like, whatever we met, nothing's been, nothing had been closed. You know, um, I had a phone call from him last night. Most of these properties that we were, that we've been interested in, mm-hmm. all the owners, they still haven't closed the deals and all the companies now are basically in bankruptcy. Um, and now these people are, are, are seeing that what we were doing back in 2011 and 2012 and 2013 and just coming back to them every couple of months. Now we're almost at the point where these eggs are ready to hatch. Um, and these markets are, you know, they have these banks with the EU and the International Monetary Fund. They're all calling on these numbers. And they want some money to come in, and he's putting these pressure, the pressure on these banks of Italy to get this money back because there's a big debt situation over here. Yeah. And you know, I read the Real Deal, and I saw an article in the Real Deal the other day regarding, uh, you know, two of the biggest banks of Italy were in Manhattan talking to private equity funds to pool, um, to pool liquidity for these big Italian corporations that have basically. Um, there's no more liquidity. There's no, there's no, it's a real bad situation over here. It's a great, great opportunity, I think, and it's going to get better for international investment in Italy. Well, I Properties. Think, well, I think if, if the Italian banks are going to private equity in New York, coming to, coming to my backyard to do stuff, you know, that, that's just telling me that you're going to have more private equity jumping over there and saying, hey, you know what? Maybe we won't bail you out, but maybe we'll buy all your damn property. <laughs> there, and that's it, because that's and that's what I'm trying to say. You know, this is for me, for me as a guy who does this job. I mean, this is the heart of the Mediterranean, mm-hmm. and this is where it all starts. You know, you see these Mediterranean-like villas, but this is the Mediterranean. This is where it is. So this is where, like, the heart of fashion. This is where the heart of style. This is the Mediterranean. This is where the big boys come with their with their big boats in the summer. 
And, um, you know, this type of, this type of market now to buy this real estate. That's the thing right there. I mean, it's not like if it was, if there wasn't this situation now in Italy, a lot of this property wouldn't even be for sale. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have to sell because they need liquidity. They have, they have real estate. But they have no cash, and, and in this time, this day and age, no cash, no cake. And, and and that's the thing. And I just want to, you know, uh, end on this note that in Italy and Spain, and especially in Italy, you have families that own property for generations, and they don't sell their property because that's what you're taught. You know, property, you keep it in the family, and you keep it going. But right now, you know, you need liquidity, so you have to liquidate, and this is what happens. This is life. Exactly. You exactly. Know? That's the way it is, and that applies to the same thing to these mm -hmm. big. These big, these big uh, commercial assets as well as the same thing. Well, you know One, what? The way I see it, Raphael, you know, there's opportunity upon opportunity going on in Italy, and you're the man over there, and that's why we had you on the show. And what I want you to do, I want to bring you on again. We don't have a lot of time now, you know, but I want to bring you on again to the show to touch on this because there's so much we I mean we could be on the we could be on here for an hour speaking about this sure. and, and still not get to the heart of stuff you know yeah. but, but we, we we're going to bring you on again because I think we need to touch on this because I think the coming months things are going to be different and things are going to you you're in flux right now and things are going to be changing so yeah exactly yeah but if you can do me a favor is uh, let our listeners know you know how to find out more about you and how, uh, you know, if they needed to connect with you, how they can do that. And, uh, yeah, give that information. Basically, my simple, my, it's really simple. It's all Internet-based. It's, uh, it's on the website, www.worldrealestate.it for Italy. That's, you know, uh, it's real simple. IT for Italy, .it for Italy. And that's it. Everything's there. My mobile phone, my email, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. All right. um, it's all there. It all self-explanatory. Uh, and if you want to get connected, you know, I'm here. And people think, you know, why is this guy doing Well, I've been over here for this time. I'm on, the, I'm on the ground. I know these people. I've built a trust. I've got a family in Sicily. And so uh, my little boy and daughter were born here. It's kind of, you know, it's this over here, family is really important. Yeah. And, um, you know, you get over here and you start working and people get a, you get a name, you get a trust. And I built that trust. And so to get these big guys to these, to get to these, the owners of these property assets, some kind, can be a real headache for, for a lot of these people because there's so many chains in the game. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I specialize in, building the bridge and bringing people direct to each other, the seller with the buyer. That's, and, that's what I do. But that is the only way to do business because daisy, only way. daisy chains, all that nonsense, no. don't work, people. Don't get no involved way. in that. And I mentioned that today. You know, uh, that too many people go and they think that they're dealing with an end buyer or seller. Or meanwhile, they find out no. it's, it's like some, some low man in a totem pole. You know, be careful no, out no. there. You have to be careful. No. Yeah. I specialize in bringing my, bringing my buyer clients directly to the seller clients. No middlemen involved. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, and I, I do urge anyone that, that's looking uh, to do anything in Italy, you know, to have someone on the ground over there is important. And Raphael Harris, he's the guy over there. And again, Ooh, I appreciate you know, that. And he's a family man, as you can hear in the background. You get the little kids running around as they're going to play tennis, and as he's going to go play tennis again because we took a little we took we took a little break so he can do the show. But uh, no, it's okay, man. <laughs> so it was my pleasure, Lou, and I hope I hope uh, I look forward to hearing from you again. Let's stay in touch. And, Definitely. Uh, Definitely. We're going to bring you back on, Raphael, for sure. But thank you. Get back to your tennis. And for our listeners, stick with us. We're going to be right back with you after this short break. Uh, Money Never Sleeps. This is Chef Gavin Murphy with your one-minute healthy cooking tip. A lot of people are more health-conscious nowadays, especially when it comes to food. But did you know there are a lot of hidden calories and, of all things, salad dressing? They're chock-full of added sugars. But don't fret, I've got you covered. Try this quick and delicious salad dressing recipe. Grab a small Tupperware container with a lid and add a quarter cup of balsamic vinegar, two tablespoons of whole grain or Dijon mustard, a teaspoon of organic honey, pinch of salt and pepper and three quarters of a cup of olive oil. Pop the lid on and give it a good old shake. This is spot on for a beautiful summer salad and will keep in the fridge for weeks. For more healthy cooking tips and info, Go to GavinMurphy.com.
Hi, my name is Peter May of London Central Properties and we're based in Cavendish Square which is close to Regent's Park. The majority of my work experience has been in sales, in particular the hotel and hospitality industry both in the UK and overseas. London Central Properties is an established company with a global presence and a high reputation for service and discretion. We specialise in the sale of high-value, off-market apartments, houses, hotels and investments. We have recently opened a new division specialising in the provision of service departments which cover the full spectrum from budget to exclusive. These apartments are suitable for both leisure and corporate clients and are located in the key areas of London including Mayfair, Knightsbridge, Kensington and Bayswater. For further information please refer to our website which is www.londoncentralproperties.com We have now established an exclusive partnership with the host of Money Never Sleeps, Mr. Louis Velasquez. All right, welcome back to Money Never Sleeps, and now we're going to get into TV land. We're going to get into the uh, what's happening behind the uh, production and reality TV and television in general. And we have a great guest coming on. He's coming to us from sunny Miami. Can you believe it? Oh, Lord. Uh, anyway, he's uh, with All-in-One Productions. His, his name is Ira Haber, and we're going to bring him on the show. So uh, let's uh, bring Ira on the show. Yeah, Ira, how are you? doing great how are you pretty good thank you and thank you for taking time to come on the show i know you have a million and one things going on because you have some stars some star-studded projects uh that you've been working on yeah i mean reality tv is really really big right now i mean most of the networks producing shows and um i've always been a television guy so uh, i fit right in and it's, it's fun being creative and, and, and making television well, and that, that's, that's what you do, and you've been doing this for some time. Yeah, I, I mean, going back, I, in, like, going back to high school, I interned at a TV station, and, um, little by little over the years, you work your way up, and you go to different TV stations, and, um, lo and behold, you're producing a show for Bravo, so things have been pretty good. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty cool thing with the show that you're, you're producing. We're going to go into that in a second. Uh, but I want to kind of get behind the scenes a little bit because a lot of people don't understand how the TV, uh, production arena works. It's not as easy as, as you think. It's not about, you just can't go produce a show and all of a sudden it shows up on a network. No, I mean, there's, there really are a couple avenues you have to take. You know, production side is the crew. Um, you have a creativity side, you have the lawyers, and, you know, probably the most important people are the post-production, are the people that edit the shows with, um, you know, supervisors looking over their shoulder. So there are a lot of different, you know, branches that put together a television show. So um, there's a lot of pieces, a lot of parts, and eventually you got to put it all together like a puzzle. Yeah, and then with with the project that you that you're involved with uh, on Bravo, I'll let you I'll let you mention it since it's your show. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it it worked out great. Lauren, uh, we've done six shows on Bravo. The show's Million Dollar Listing Miami. Um, really good feedback and viewership this week, last week that that just aired, and you know the Million Dollar Listing franchise with L.A. and New York, Miami, and um, San Francisco's coming to, uh, to television near you soon. It was, it was a, lot of, uh, a lot of good times putting that show together. A lot of, when I say hard times in reality television, you're definitely going to face curveballs, and uh, it really is how you handle the curveballs. It really is how you communicate with everybody. Um, so, you know, the train stays on the tracks. Things don't fall apart. No, and, and casting can't be easy for that either. No, casting, well, I mean, you have a hundred realtors that want to be on the show. So they all, you know, it's amazing exposure for them. And they, 
it, it's to be on Bravo is you know a blessing. So you have a hundred or so realtors sending their tape, and then they get narrowed down, and then they get narrowed down, and you know casting agencies work real hard to to pitch the best people that they found, and lo and behold, you you you, you come down with three. <laughs> So it's, yeah, and, and it's, it's tough. Big evaluation, that's for sure. Yeah, well, you're going through. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, all these guys had to go, and girl had to go through a big evaluation process, you know. But it's not like they're new kids on the block. They've been around, you know. Uh, like Chad Carroll's been around doing, you know, doing high end uh, luxury yeah, for I, a bit. I, I see that. I, I see that. But you still have a. You still have to have that personality. You mm-hmm. still have to have charisma. You still have to be good on television. Like there could be people. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to mention any names, but there's people that sent in their tapes that are big timers too, but they just don't have that it factor Mm -hmm. or, you know, are good for TV. You know, you're also looking for a certain age group too for a show like Million Dollar Listing. If you've looked at all the different franchises, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of younger pretty people if you know what i mean right yeah and that's that i was going to get to that point that you know with someone like chad carroll he's been around and he's done a lot of uh, high-end things but it's that personality is that something else that's something else that draws people to want to watch the show and that is the hard thing to grab because it's hard to do from videotape yeah and i mean and, and and it is a hard thing to do for them too because they're not used to cameras like they're not actors these are real people and like especially the show that I'm specifically working on, these are real people, so they're not used to having cameras. And then, you know, you sit down in these interview sessions where you see them sitting down and all dressed up. Like, that's three, four, five hours at a time. And that's not easy to keep up good energy for that amount of time. So, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, different variables to, to find that right person to be on television for any of these shows, whether it's, you know, a, 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 a real housewives show or even real world for MTV, like, mm-hmm. you know, they get thousands and thousands of tapes and they have to narrow it down to who they feel would be perfect for the situation, perfect for the show. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of evaluation going down and then they finally find their crew. Yeah, and, and that that's that's an important thing, too, because as you said earlier, you can have someone that has the experience, that has the success, that has everything in whatever they're doing, but if you're not going to be appealing to a mass audience, then you're not for the show, and that that's the reality of that, no pun intended. That's the reality of it. Of course. You're, no, you're 100% right, and you, you being a viewer, you know, you know what you want to see. You want to see some action, some drama, some of this, some of that, and if you're not getting it, you know, that's, that's a failure for the show. And like going back to the casting, so they send in all their tapes and then, um, you know, the production company will, will, will talk with them or even find, you know, come down to Miami and shoot a sizzle reel with, um, you know, some time with Chad or some time, time with Sam. I'm just using them because they made the show and right. they were part of that process. Like, you know, they still, the production company still shot with them before it even aired on Bravo just to get more of, okay, we've seen their tape, we've seen their picture, let's go down there and meet with them and see them in person and, and see how they are on camera. And, you know, you're looking at a real small crew that will just go down there and just shoot something with them. Yeah, well, I mean, and, that, and that happens all over the country. Yeah, and that gives that gives them a very good idea of what could work for the show. Yeah, of course. I mean, like Duck Dynasty, which is so huge, I mean, they shot their own stuff, so they had tons of tapes. So then when, you know, you see them and you're like, okay, they're great on camera, and you know, years later, they're still keeping up um, their success. Yeah, well, because they're they're used to it. it's not it's second nature them to them at this point. You know, and Ira, you know, the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is that when they see, uh, well, with commercials and everything, let's let's call it a forty-five, forty-seven minute episode of a Million Dollar Listings Miami. Okay, now how many hours of filming go into just producing? That forty-five minute segment, or forty-seven. Minutes oh man, segment. it's it's ridiculous. Okay, so most of the time we worked five days a week. Um, there's a couple times near the end where we worked six or seven, just because we were getting so much in with these with the real estate agents. But we film like ten to twelve hours a day. Wow. With them, I mean, there's like a little travel travel, but we spend basically a full day with them. Um, whether it's Chris for the first six hours of the day, and then Chad for the next six hours, or you know, mix in Sam, um, 
different rotations, but we were, you know, we were with them a lot. And that was for seven months. Wow. So you're talking seven months, 10 to 12 hours a day. Of course, yeah. I mean, there's so much on the cutting room floor. There's so much stuff that they're, you know, that they can't use. We don't have time for it, but there's so much stuff that we've shot and uh, that makes hair and that doesn't make hair. You know, seven months, uh, week off for, 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 for New Year's, week off for Thanksgiving. But other than that, you know, we were with them. We were all family. Yeah, well, I mean, that, and that's the, that's what I wanted to get out because people see the end result. They don't see the work that goes into it. And when you have a high quality, uh, reality show, like what, what you have, you know, you're, you're bringing something more to the table, but you have to get the best of the best. So if you're filming 10, 12 hours a day, five to seven days a week for seven months and you're taking the two week vacation, two week vacation really means nothing with all that filming because now you filmed. Now you have to go through all that film. Let me tell you, there's days where I forgot it was a Monday or a Tuesday. You know, the 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 days were the days were tough. There's no doubt about it, man. There's, you know, it's it's fun, but you know, it's stressful and it's a lot of work. There, I mean, honestly, you have to have a great production team. Like the characters, the the people on television have to be smooth and and be great with the production team, and the production team has to be respectful and great back to them. And if you can all work together, whereas your camera guys, your executive producer, um, even all the way down to the PAs, if everybody just works hard and communicates well, you know, it's going to, you become a family on these shows. And a lot of people have said that that do reality TV, when you're with some, with, with people for three, four months or seven months, six days a week, you know, you, you guys are, you, you become like a family. You have to be friends. You have to work together. Yeah, you ha- there has to be synergy because if not, that'd be pretty damn uh, full attention. <laughs> you know, if you had to be around someone for that long, filming that long, and you really don't like them. <laughs> I have I have a quick funny story. So we were filming in Key West for a different show for Discovery, right? And it was a boat show, and like I told you, normally you work twelve hour days. So on this boat show, they were trying to salvage a boat, and they 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 had a problem salvaging the boat. So we were out in the water for like 15 hours almost the whole day into the night and on the ride home back to Key West it's just like four of us we were so smelly so beat from the sun so like dehydrated nobody wanted to talk to each other the whole ride home it was just like let's just get home take a shower and tomorrow will be a better day um so <laughs> it's just they, they they become a long day sometimes yeah, but it takes a special type of uh, group, a team, to come together to endure that. Yeah, I mean, that's what you really feel proud at the end. Uh, at the end of every show, there's normally a rap party. Mm-hmm. Um, people that watch TV probably don't know that. But the crew, when the when the last filming is done, the crew will go and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll sit down, have a nice meal and, you know, have some drinks and chat about the good times. And we call it a rap party. It happens for all shows. Yeah, it happens for all shows. It happens when you're f- done filming a movie. It happens with with everything because that's when you get to to bitch about everything that transpired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, closed door stories. That's for sure. Yeah, and they they remain closed door stories. You won't you won't read read about it or hear it on TMZ. That's for sure. You know. No, no, no. TMZ is not our. We're not we're not fond of TMZ. Yeah, they're not invited to this deal. So now, uh, you 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 finish well. You finish filming your first season. You have uh, I think you have what one more episode on uh, coming out. Should be two. Two. You have two, two more episodes. Win- yeah. Okay, two more Wednesday episodes. Now, when do you go into your next season? Well, that's the thing. You know, we have to. I think it's going to be a few weeks before we hear back what what Bravo wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to this season, we started filming in October, so it would have to be somewhere maybe the first couple of weeks of September if a second season gets greenlit and you know moving forward with production. So yeah. we just kind of have to wait till the last two episodes, and then we'll hear back from Bravo if uh, they want like to see more. And and, and that's the thing, uh, and and it's really interesting because even though you have a show. On Bravo or on any any network, when you go through the first phase, you're going maybe yeah probably four six episodes something like that. Usually six episodes. They do it on Discovery, they do it on Bravo, they do it on other networks just to to gauge 
the uh, how receptive the audience is to it. And then after that, if it works out, then uh, they they kind of they t- kind of tag you for the next season or two, right? Yeah, we hope so. That's uh, we all have our fingers crossed and hope everything works out. No, well, you, I, never, I, you never know. You have to wait. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know, but I, I think you're going to be okay. But it's it's not like this is your own show anyway. You, you're you're working on other shows as well. Yeah, I just uh, it's called Psychic Matchmaker. It's filmed out of uh, basically Boca, and this is for TLC. And it's a lot of fun working with Debbie Graham. She's a great matchmaker, and um, she's got psychic powers which are um, that blows me away every time. And she's just a pleasure to work with. So. You do, you like, you, you have to keep moving. You move to the next show. You learn something from each show and, um, you know, you just keep it moving. <laughs> oh, and, and then the thing is, when you're, when you're creating these shows and for anyone that, anyone that's listening, when you're doing, when you're, when you're in with the network, you want to keep bringing material to the table. You don't want to stop because once you stop, then they forget about you. They could easily I mean, forget about you. That's the, that's, I mean, in this biz, that's, that's really one of the hardest things is just to get in with the networks to know the right people to become friends with them. And, um, you definitely want to cherish those relationships. You don't want to burn bridges and you want to bring ideas to the table. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. And then by you bringing the ideas, just keeping you relevant in their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's, that's the thing. Cause I mean, you have, and we had David Lyons on the show and we were talking about TV production a few weeks back, you know, cause he does stuff with AMC and everything else. And basically, you know, you have a lot of productions, a lot of production companies out there, but, and, and you can have a thousand production companies, but you may only have two that have an in with the network. Yeah, that's a big it's a big card if you're holding it, that's for sure. Yeah, well you're holding it. All in one productions is holding that card. You guys are there, you're like uh, you're like Kenny Rogers. You you get you got all the cards there. <laughs> I used to love Kenny Rogers chicken. Remember that? Did you ever have any? Yeah, yeah, I had that stuff and actually it's funny, I I was watching I was watching your show. All right, your million dollar listings Miami and a commercial came on with him and he was uh I guess promoting S- some uh, something some um i don't know one of those those little commercials and he, he was just singing his song uh his uh you got to know when oh, to fold oh yeah him. yeah no one to hold him no one to fold him yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i know what you're talking about that's yeah. funny no, but yeah he... i mean commercials commercials are great you got to be creative and uh you got to have that lasting memory nowadays with people's uh attention span so it's 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 fun doing the commercial stuff too, man. That's, that's a, those are good times. Yeah, yeah. And again, you know, there's, some, there's something special out there too, you know. But for sure, what you're doing with All in One Productions, Ira, you, you know, you, you're creating these shows. But at the end of the day, what's happening between the casting and everything else? What's happening is that you're making stars. You're making you're making you know someone that was really not out there. You're you're making them stars when it's all said and done. Oh yeah, I mean, look at the pawn, the pawn shop one on, uh, I think, I don't know what network it is, but the one out in Vegas. Those guys are huge thanks to reality TV. Oh um, yeah. We met Duck Dynasty. I mean, yeah, I mean, even Million Dollar Listing New York. Frederick is king of New York, basically. So, you know, the right show, um, the right exposure, you become a big star. That's, that's, for sure. yeah, uh, the right show, right exposure, and you having the right personality for the show, or for that you just kind of connect with people, and and then you can have something successful. Because at the end of the day, you know you can have, and we talked about it earlier, you can have everything and all your duckies lined up, and have the worst personality that really no one wants to really see you because you're you're annoying, <laughs> and uh, it can it can kill whatever movement you're looking to make. Yep. And then that happens. This is what you do. So, Ira, you know, I want to take, I want to thank you for coming on the show and giving us some insight to what's happening behind the scenes. You know, of course, we're going to bring you back on as your other shows develop because we want to speak about them and we want to try to get some of these cast members on the show to speak about their experiences and what they do. Uh, because, you know, I, I think that, uh, listeners would like to hear that. But what I want you to do, okay. if, if you can, if you can just, you know, give uh, any relevant information, your website, social media, uh, so people can learn more about All-in-One Productions and what you're doing. Because I think, personally, what you're doing is amazing. That's why we connected. I, I love what you're doing. 
Great. I really appreciate the shout out. Um, yeah, the website is All in One Productions with the number one. That's how we uh, stand apart from everybody else. A L L I N, the number one productions.com. Follow me on Twitter. It's All in One Pro. We're down here in Miami. We'd love to uh, produce your projects, whether it's a commercial or a video or if you have your own reality TV idea. You can definitely um, hit me up on Twitter and we will be in contact with you. And I'd love to hear about your ideas and see if uh, any of your listeners want to work together. Oh, that, that's fantastic. And I do have to say that any listeners out there that may have a reality show idea or may want to work with a production company, and I can't stress this enough, you have a thousand, ten thousand production companies, especially in LA and you know, Miami, you have them all over the place. Pick a production company like All-in-One Productions that have relationships with the networks. You have no clue how that, how important that is. Because you could produce a reality show and the only person that's going to see it is your mama. And you and, and what, what's the value in that? No, no, no. <laughs> you definitely want to, you, you know, a lot of people, you know, have great ideas. And trust me, I meet with a lot of people. The question, and everybody does have good ideas. So get those ideas out there and, you know, it's all about taking that next step to see if you can get your idea um, on air. So, oh, beautiful. I really do appreciate the time, and, and thank you. No, oh, thank you, Ira. And I want our listeners to stick with us and make sure to check out All in One with the number one productions.com and find out what they're doing, find out what uh, Ira Haber is doing. And they're doing some fantastic things. But I want you to stick with us. We're going to be back with you on Money Never Sleeps. Hi, my name is Peter May of London Central Properties and we're based in Cavendish Square which is close to Regent's Park. The majority of my work experience has been in sales, in particular the hotel and hospitality industry both in the UK and overseas. London Central Properties is an established company with a global presence and a high reputation for service and discretion. We specialize in the sale of high-value, off-market apartments, houses, hotels, and investments. We have recently opened a new division specializing in the provision of service departments which cover the full spectrum from budget to exclusive. These apartments are suitable for both leisure and corporate clients and are located in the key areas of London including Mayfair, Knightsbridge, Kensington and Bayswater. For further information, please refer to our website, which is www.londoncentralproperties.com. We have now established an exclusive partnership with the host of Money Never Sleeps, Mr. Louis Velasquez. Hi, everyone. John and Pete Nigerian here at the NASDAQ with some news you do not want to miss. As option floor traders, CNBC contributors, and co-founders of OptionMonster.com, people always want to know our secrets for trading the options. So we wrote an entire book on it. And today, to celebrate the book launch, we're giving away a limited number of these books for free. All you have to do is cover shipping and handling. Learn how you can use options like we do to make more income with less capital. To reduce your investment risks. And to make money regardless of which way the market's moving. It's all right here in this book, and today we're giving it away to you for free. Equity options today are hailed as one of the most successful financial products to be introduced in modern times. You have to learn to profit from them. This one book could dramatically increase your investment returns. And today it's free. So pick up that phone and call now. Call 1-800-961-1923 for your free book. That's 1-800-961-1923. Call now. All right, welcome back to Money Never Sleeps, and we're here with Vanessa Warwick. She's coming to us straight from the United Kingdom. So let's uh, bring Vanessa on the show. How are you, Vanessa? How's everything? Very good. Very good, thank you. And thank you for inviting me onto your show. Well, well, thank you for coming on. I know you and your hubby are going out uh, for holiday, so we caught you right before you left, which is good. Yeah. Okay, so now, well, why don't you uh, briefly you know, give our listeners just, just a, I guess just a highlight of what you do, and then I want to talk about what's happening in the U.K. market. 
the real estate market. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, my husband and I are both from uh, previously from um, the TV industry. I was a producer and presenter, and my husband was a, a cameraman. And in fact, some of your uh, listeners may remember me from um, the sort of 90s because I was a VJ on MTV and I did appear on MTV America occasionally. So uh, about 10, 11 years ago, um, we were still in the media industry, but we decided that we wanted a change and something that we could do together where we could secure our own kind of financial destiny and be in charge of that. Mm -hmm. And property seemed a very natural choice to us. So we started uh, investing in April 2004. Um, we started out in London buying one and two bedroom apartments because we knew the area very well because that's where we lived. And then uh, we gradually realized that uh, family homes, good quality family homes was where it was at. So we then changed strategy a little bit um, to, to start buying those kind of properties in the southeast of England. Mm -hmm. And now uh, coming up to 11 years later, we've got 20 plus properties. And we also founded Property Tribes, which is the UK's leading landlord and uh, property community. And, and we're going to talk about Property Tribes later because I want our listeners to learn more about it. You know, but your background has given you a unique insight to what's happening in the UK, especially in the middle market. You know, yes. why don't you give us some insight to what's happening over there? Because, you know, and we talked off off air, you know, and everyone knows how I feel about it, that when the money flows from the middle from the middle market, that gives you an indication of the gradual boost and whatever, whatever area it is, wherever it is in the world, it gives you a good indication. Well, absolutely. And we're in very interesting times in the UK market at the moment. We've enjoyed uh, historically low interest rates for over five years now. The Bank of England base rate has remained at 0.5% for over five years. And that's combined now with um, kind of mortgage products increasing dramatically. And we've now got as many buy to let mortgage products as we had prior to uh, the credit crunch, which shows that lenders have increasing confidence in, in the buy to let sector. But only in the last week, it's been revealed that the private rented sector is now the second uh, biggest housing tenure sector in the UK behind owner occupiers. So private landlords are actually providing more uh, accommodation than social landlords for the first time in history. So it really shows that the private rented sector in the U UK is coming of age. Um, of course, we've got two very distinct markets. We've got London, which is a complete market in its own right and follows its, all, its own rules. And then we've got outside of London. But of course, you can break that down into sort of micro markets. Yeah, that's really interesting. Now, let me ask you this. Now, do you deal in the service department arena at all? Yes, we do. Um, we started building um, our portfolio in uh, North London because I'd lived there for over 15 years and I knew that there was very good tenant demand there and good quality tenants. So we uh, built our portfolio of one and two uh, bed good quality apartments in postcodes that we knew really well. Um, if you mean by service departments, do like holiday lets, no, these were um, single occupancy apartments in London. And of course, the London market has gone absolutely through the roof in terms of capital growth in the last year or so. So those apartments um, have done very, very well. Um, the rental yield isn't as good as outside of London, but you get good quality tenants um, and they stay there for a long time. And I can honestly say that in 10 years of owning um, 13 or so apartments, um, we've very, very rarely had a void. And, and, that's, and that's important because when you have your occupancy rate high, it gives you an indication of, of really what's happening over there as well because you have more people renting apartments now than over the past five or six years. 
Well, actually, more than ever before, um, as I mentioned, now um, private rented sector accommodation is the second housing tenure behind owner-occupiers, and it's overtaken social housing, which is housing provided by local councils as, as a tenure. So it's, yeah, the demand is really dramatically increasing, but we've got the added uh, interest that in May next year, um, new pension rules come into into play and people will be able to invest their pension money in buy-to-let property. And it, it shows what a hot topic or hot potato this whole issue at the property market is because it is going to be a top two political issue at the general election in May next year. And that shows what a massive issue housing and property is in this country and that there is a housing crisis developing because there's too many people and not enough houses. And that, that's really interesting because if they're going to allow people with pensions to actually go and, and take out of their pensions without a tax consequence to invest in their first home, that's a game changer. Well, yes, because it, it means that there'll be more and more people looking to invest in um, investment property, not not um, not not buying their own home, but you know, in investment property, mm-hmm. uh, and that again will actually um, force the market in some way that a lot more people are entering into it. It will push uh, capital values um, if there's a flood of too many people in one area, it could have a negative impact on rents. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, Lou, that we live in a very small island where a lot of people want to live and nobody is making any more land. And that is why the UK will always be seen as a very safe haven for investment in property. And with London in particular, um, London has one thing that the rest of the world doesn't really have and um, will never change, and that is London has um, Greenwich Mean Time (GMT), which means that it's open um, when the East and the West markets are trading. So it's a central financial hub, and that again, um, from your listeners' point of view, is why London is such an attractive market and is in tra- is currently attracting so much um, overseas investment into London property. And that that you just you just tapped into my next question because I know, you know, in London you have a lot of uh, foreign money coming in from the Middle East, from Russia, from Asia. Yeah. And do you see a lot of that in in the uh, in the areas that you're investing in yourself? Well, we invest in um, certain postcodes in North London, and there is a, a large. Uh, prestige development within 200 yards of one of our properties and I went in there and the developer told me that they'd opened a sales office in Beijing and they'd sold most of the units off plan um, in Beijing before they even got to open a sales um, suite in in London. So yes, um, I am seeing it and I think, you know, the London market is is a good market but you have to be very careful that you don't um, pay over the odds. Um, it would be very easy uh, to get stung if you didn't understand what you were buying and where you were buying. You could potentially pay over the odds, and that would put you at risk if there was a correction. And if anyone knows about those dynamics, is you and your hubby? Well, we've we've been involved for sort of ten years, and we've always sort of our whole investment philosophy has been to find the demand before we created the supply. And unfortunately, what a lot of novice investors do is they get seduced by what they see as a deal and they buy it without understanding who's going to actually rent it from them because it's, it can never be a deal if nobody ever wants to rent it. So London, in terms of demand, is very high. But again, it's almost has to be broken down street by street because it can vary, you know, by a hundred yards. And this is where local knowledge is so important. Um, and anybody thinking of investing in London uh, should definitely come over to London and spend a lot of 
you know, a lot of time walking the streets, talking to estate agents, talking to lettings agents, and make sure that they fully understand what they're getting into. There's a very high proportion of um, tenants on housing benefit outside of prime areas, um, and they're much more uh, high maintenance tenants to deal with. So anybody thinking in investing in London from afar my advice would be to buy a good quality apartment in a good area that's going to attract a young professional tenant. And this is what you do with property tribes, right? Well, what we do with property tribes is we create a space where landlords can come and share their knowledge and experience or get their questions answered or their problems solved. And it's really like a hive mind of property knowledge uh, that anybody can tap into and it's really only become possible in probably the last five or six years because of the web and the um, user interfaces that people can now access information through. So we've really um, created property tribes to be a place where landlords can get good independent property information, uh, where they can share stuff, uh, where they can learn and grow and network. Um, and that's what we, myself and Nick, as individuals wanted to do because we recognized Kevin Kelly's famous saying, which is, none of us is as smart as all of us. Mm -hmm. So if you can tap into a kind of hive mind of knowledge, experience, contacts, networks, then it's going to help you on your journey, help you stay safe, help you move more quickly um, and ultimately help you achieve your goals. So that really is what Property Tribes aims to do. And it's a good educational vehicle or tool for someone that may be looking to invest in, in London. If they, even if they are in London or they are in, they are in the UK and they're looking to invest and get involved with, uh, with rentals and things of that nature, it's a good, it's a good tool for them to learn. Well, that's exactly what it's for. We designed it to be the fastest interface between um, a landlord or property investor and the information they needed to move forwards. So anybody thinking out of start thinking of starting out in property, whether you're in the States or anywhere in the world, my advice would be to invest time in learning first. And there's so much information out there. Just go and get lots of different inputs ask questions on forums like Property Tribes, do your research, because if you front load your investment career with due diligence and learning, then you're far less likely to make mistakes and fall down the pitfalls. Mm. And mistakes in property can be very, very expensive. Ignorance in property is very expensive and none of us can afford it. Not, not at all, and I'm glad that you have property tribes because with all the consolidation, and I have to say consolidation because that's what it's been in, in the U.K., in the United States, with uh, Internet-based real estate, um, I guess, marketing hubs where you had a lot of individual ones. Now they're all coming together, so it's hard to get the information that you actually need to make informed decisions, you know, especially as, as an investor, from an investor's standpoint. So Property Tribes is definitely a good tool. And with what's, you know, there's a big boom going on in, in the U.K. is going on in London especially. And I guess anyone that's going to, you know, invest in that area, they should be well informed. They should do their due diligence and they should get the information. Now, if you can do me a big favor, Vanessa, is give the website information for Property Tribes and any social media information that you have. Well, thank you, Lou. And you've made a, a very valid point. And the, the important thing to say about Property Tribes is that it's impartial and independent. It has no other agenda. And that's why it's a very safe place for anybody thinking of getting involved in property to come and get some information from. And the web address is www.propertytribes.com. And I'm also on Twitter, um, which I am uh, for four underscore 
walls and in fact that's how we met wasn't it Lou on Twitter <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but you know and, and I just thought that what you did was interesting and I think what you guys are doing is fantastic and I just want to state this for property tribes you know when you go when when any of our listeners you go to a real estate uh, website and what what you're going to notice is a lot of advertising a lot of this a lot of that a lot of promotion and on property tribes there's, there's more information than promotion there's, there's more due diligence material more tools for you to utilize and learn videos things of that nature so you can actually learn about the areas and you know Vanessa and Nick they do a fantastic job with this so I do urge anyone that is in, in, interested in the London market even if you're not an investor if you're just just curious and you want to learn Property Tribes is the way to go, so check out PropertyTribes.com. And, uh, Vanessa, I want to thank you for your time. It was insightful, and we're going to bring you on again because I want to pick your brain, um, you know, further in, in, in regards to the middle market in, uh, in London and in the U.K. in general. Well, thank you very much, Lou. And may I also um, just say to your listeners that we do have quite a few conversations of people in the UK that are interested in investing in America. So maybe there can be a sort of swap and share of information between our two different sets of followers or community. Because again, bringing your community into our community adds a huge amount of knowledge and data and vice versa. Yeah. So um really delighted to have made this connection, and thank you very much for having me on your show. No, thank oh. you, and that, that's a definite thing, and we'll talk more about that off-air. And I want our listeners to stick with us. We're going to be right back with you on Money Never Sleeps. This is Chef Gavin Murphy with your one-minute healthy cooking tip. For all my fellow fitness freaks out there, eating lean, high-protein meats like chicken, turkey, or even pork loin is part of our everyday diet. I get asked all the time, how do I make chicken breast juicy and not dry and overcooked? This is how. Season the breast with salt and pepper and sear in a drizzle of olive oil in a hot pan until golden on both sides. Preheat your oven to 400 degrees and place the breasts on a foiled oven tray. Pour one cup of chicken broth on the tray and pop it in the oven for six to seven minutes. What's gonna happen is the broth will create steam in the oven while the chicken is cooking and add moisture to the meat. And that's my secret. Also, very important, guys, once you take the chicken out of the oven, let it rest for three to four minutes, and this will also keep all the juices in the breast. For more tips and information on me, go to my site, GavinMurphy.com. Hi, everyone. John and Pete Nigerian here at the NASDAQ with some news you do not want to miss. As option floor traders, CNBC contributors, and co-founders of OptionMonster.com, people always want to know our secrets for trading the options. So we wrote an entire book on it. And today, to celebrate the book launch, we're giving away a limited number of these books for free. All you have to do is cover shipping and handling. Learn how you can use options like we do to make more income with less capital. To reduce your investment risks. And to make money regardless of which way the market's moving. It's all right here in this book, and today we're giving it away to you for free. Equity options today are hailed as one of the most successful financial products to be introduced in modern times. You have to learn to profit from them. This one book could dramatically increase your investment returns. And today it's free. So pick up that phone and call now. Call 1-800-961-1923 for your free book. That's 1-800-961-1923. Call now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, that brings to a close another great segment of Money Never Sleeps. We had some great guests on here today, and uh, we look forward to having more and more great guests on here for our listeners to adhere to and learn from and get information from. And it's going to be an interesting ride. Uh, you know, we had Ira Haber, we had Raphael Harris, and we have Vanessa Warwick on here, and we're going to have more guests uh, coming on next week. So until then, I hope everyone has a profitable week, and we will be back with you next Monday. Thank you. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.